Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Man Now. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamfler. Michael Sidgwick enjoying a well-earned day off today, sort of. He's with the kids. Um, Solidarity to striking teachers. <laughs> but we are here to talk about last night's Raw, which was a bit of a weird show. It was the go-home show ahead of Backlash for Raw, of course, and it was night two of the WWE draft, so it all got a bit admin-y in parts. A little bit, a little bit. Look, before we get to Raw, can I address the elephant in the room? No, not that one, the other one. Uh, my voice today, um, I'd like to address this, why I'm going to do this podcast sounding like Madge Bishop, and <laughs> also why Madge Bishop is still in my frame of reference. Because I'm 38. I'd like to thank everybody that was very kind from our listenership that reached out over the weekend to say happy birthday. Yeah. I feel like I caught everybody on Twitter, but just in case I didn't, um, thank you very much anyway. I had a lovely birthday. Um, Having a sore throat and having this kind of cold and cough in 2023 is very different than having it in, uh, I don't know, any time up to March 2020. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have COVID. I'm feeling fine. Um, But... I've got this little sore throat because I am now 38 ancient years old. I guess we just get iller, us in the grey sect. Um, I'd like to thank those on the other side of 40 that told me that this is still young. I needed that. I I really needed that. Um, So, yeah, apologies in advance if this... I understand that people's um, aural quirks can be really oh, affected yeah. by when, like people eat down a microphone or you're a DJ, like all of these sort of things that like people like a certain quality of audio and mm. a certain sound that they're used to. And I'm aware that I sound quite frankly like I did when the Wednesday Night Wars first kicked <laughs> off and I just <laughs> insist on watching like, like four hours of live wrestling in the middle of the night every week. So yeah, sorry in advance for that. Uh, this might last a few days. This might linger. but um, Or for that matter, if I'd just seen like the Cribs the night before. Yeah, I, I learned when we got into podcasting that I couldn't shout as loud at gigs as I used to because it had a direct impact on my ability to do my job. I remember that the first one we went to Mania 35. That was yes. my first WrestleMania weekend that I ever went to. And by the time we went to Monday Night Raw, my voice was going like that. <laughs> You're like Dana Brown. And I was like, I'm meant to be presenting and stuff on here. Yeah, well, that's it. So it is, it's nothing I could have controlled, but I am currently 
doing all the things to try and make it not sound like this. Uh, so that's my admin. I done. think you might do it for a few of our listeners. This little huskier, like Phoebe and Friends, mm. sexy phlegm Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel that. Sp- way. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, I forgot to to, to give the, well, I wanted to give this to you on podcast because uh, oh, right. someone came in the mail today. Seems it was your birthday over the weekend. Here's your birthday present. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it> still works. <laughs> they are tough to swallow. Um, I'll, I'll nip Tesco later and get you a birthday. Egg. Thanks very much. Pack of two boilers for 120. Oh, I should we split a boiler there? A nice hit of protein. A protein pot. Oh, it's lush, isn't it? Um, aye, that's that admin done, so we'll get on to the admin of WWE, of which there was loads, that really got in the way of a raw that I quite enjoyed. Here's the thing. The draft, and I did I did tell you that. I don't mean to be like an I told you so guy, but you'll learn this. Being a parent kind of makes you one sometimes. <laughs> and you, get, you have to start explaining to them why. Not only... Should they listen just because they should listen, but also because, oh, look, I was proved right about the obvious thing. Like, sometimes, oh, boy, you need to listen to your dad. I did tell you on the SmackDown preview that I didn't think the draft was going to be much to write home about, and across two shows, I don't think it was. Well, I think there was some later stage uh, drafts that I think we can be pretty happy about. Supplemental stuff that we'll get to on later's preview. However, what it did contribute to was a pretty easygoing, smooth-flowing Raw. Yeah. Like, the draft suited Raw... Way more than it suited SmackDown because it felt like an interruption on SmackDown and it felt here like kind of a welcome break. Yeah. There wasn't much in the way of daft angles, loads of time spent in the ring farting around. There was some, but not a lot. It was mainly just match picks, match picks. And I found this like a very easy show to watch as a result. And it also felt, because there's more draft rounds on this than obviously on SmackDown, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, Which meant that... (laughs) There were so many people drafted, it was like an audience for AW Rampage. Um, <laughs> Jesus. No! <laughs> um, no! We've got to wait till he's back, because we're talking about that on the Dynamite preview oh, tomorrow. Oh. Jesus. Wow. It's funny, though. <laughs> it was funny. But also, yeah, it, it felt like, oh, there's another birthday present. That's what it felt like, or another Christmas present. You got another round of picks. Yeah. With... Normally, also there was a trend on this, and maybe not, maybe doesn't apply to every single one. Yeah, um, no, actually, I tell a lie because there was a few where I liked both people, but it was a bit like, okay, here's your here's your um, lovely meal, yeah. but here's your vegetables. You got to yeah. have it. There's a, there's one there's a personification coming later. Everybody thought that, didn't they? Yeah, like when you had like you know the um what are those we've discussed this before. What are those two? From your theatre background, those two faces. Oh, yeah. Where there's one really happy one. Oh, there she is. And then one really sad, miserable one. There he is. <laughs> yeah. You get Teddy Long. Yay. And you also get JBL. Is it tragedy and comedy? Yes. Are those the two? I yeah. believe so. Yeah. I don't know. That's a different That's a different me. <laughs> I'm a different guy from back then. One of these days, if we ever uh, privileged enough to put any of this, let's be honest, complete bollocks behind a paywall, I want you to contribute to the podcast a version of the story you told me about some of your project work mm-hmm. when we were in a taxi one time Mate, to WrestleMania. If we get a uh, if we get a Patreon tier, we're going to do a uh, video live stream of us watching uh, Bugsy Malone with me as Fat Sam. <laughs> uh, honestly, well, there'll be a Patreon tier to watch it, or there'll be like an exclusive four figure Patreon tier yeah. where we'll take the tape round to anyone's house in the world and watch it with them. It is probably a tape as well because that's how old we are. Yeah, God, you need a VCR. Me and Anne-Louise had one of those old people conversations over the weekend where we were like, it's going to be weird when you're talking to kids about, like, COVID. 
You know, like mm. our kid, for example. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was a period of time where you legally couldn't leave the house. And then we sort of went proper, oh, back in my day. Because I started talking about having to go to the library to mm. get a book, which is just going to be an alien concept. Yeah, probably. And then we started talking about going to Blockbuster to go like, do you want to go and watch that new film? Well, fingers crossed Blockbuster has it, and the one person in your neighborhood hasn't rented it already. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, how easy it to... I, I want to watch Mission Impossible 2 tonight. Done it. Got yeah. it. The library, you might be surprised. Like, my kids are members of the library, and we don't go as often as we should. But it's, it's because... The library's still goaded. The library is still just about goaded, but <laughs> I think more people need to pass it on, and maybe that's the problem. Because we went to the, we went to the library, uh, and I think the first time the kids went, they were just like... So, whoa, all this stuff for free. And then it's like you pull back a second layer. Oh, it's books. <laughs> and like, that's, it's not their fault, but you've really got to like aggressively put over books. Yeah. And it's a shame that like, maybe like my kids are just Philistines and I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> like good parenting involves getting your kids to love reading. But they've always seen it as like, books are fine. Books are good. Telly, please. Yes. iPad, please. Games, please. Switch, please. Whatever. Well, should we do some reading? Okay, we'll do a bit of reading, but so your it's always your veg analogy. Yeah. It, like books are always a veg, and I like maybe I just should have done a better job of how you couldn't get lost in the magic of a book. Like oh, maybe they're just not read. Well, this something is a, by Michael Sidgwick yet. Yeah, indeed. And they do live in the world, so they can pick up a copy on Amazon. <laughs> Becoming all elite, the rise yeah. of AW. Um, we got some great tech podcasts across our sister stations. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the phrase anymore. Yeah, we're Within Future, yeah. the company that owns us, we've got um, Android Central, Windows Central, iMore, some great tech podcasts out there. And I was listening to one of them talk about the other day the fact that they're going to, they're contemplating doing VR books. So you don't even have to use your imagination anymore. Um, I can't imagine what a line in a witch in a wardrobe would look like. There it is. There it <laughs> is for you. I was going to say, is that not like the next level on from audiobooks? But as a podcaster, never listen to audiobooks. God, no. Audiobooks are a crime. I'm still I'm still campaigning to do The Rise of AW. Oh, uh, yeah. Become The Rise of AW as an audiobook. He won't let me. I'll, if Sidgwick won't let I'll me. do all the voices, And Sidge. by the way, I completely respect that. I'll write. Tony Khan said. I'll write, and it'd be terrible. I'll write the rise of NXT 2.0. Oh, yeah. And imagine you doing the audiobook for a week. Hang on. That's a really good idea. You know the air, airplane gif where he's sweating trying yeah. to fly a plane? That's me in here trying to do all the voices. Anyway, <laughs> 10 minutes in. Let's talk about Raw. No, before we do that. Oh, okay. Let's talk about the past. Um, <laughs> I was sharing with uh, Adam Nicholas of this parish. Oh, handsome man. Has only recently started a watch of South Park, which is hilarious because the coolest, most current, I mean, look at him. Like, just oh. a guy that is up on everything. First of all. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is nailing, like, late 90s cultural references <laughs> out the ass in this really charming way. Knowingly so, I should point out. And he he sent me down, like, a memory spiral because he was referring to... The, he's got to, like, the chef aid bit, and he's on about, like, um, chef's chocolate salty balls. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was sharing the story of how, basically, I think I got my copy from the second shop because you took it to the till, but that... Goddamn parental advisory yeah. sticker. I was 14, I think. And like, just somebody in our price was like, no, I can't say that, mate. Wow. Didn't realize I'd come to the police station. <laughs> and then and it was like, MVC. Yeah, like MVC or Woolworths, wherever it was that finally sold me. I got it from there. And you then hold I'm, it for them to scan with the parental advisory covered by your thumb? Yeah, yeah, just just that, please. Well, let me take it to scan. Just it. that, please. Just that, please. I have a bottle of Budweiser, please. So this is a record shop. <laughs> like, 
But it reminded me of one of the great stories of my youth. I, might have, I love this so much, I've probably told on another podcast before. So me and my friend went to see South Park Bigger, Longer and Uncomfortable. Oh. And again... First of all. Oh, my God. Goaded, right? But I, it was a 15 in the UK. I don't know what that would be in America. NC 15. Oh, I never know what. TVMA or some bullshit. But, like, I was underage. I was underage. I was, and, like... It's it's funny because the start statute of, limitations has passed. I think we'll be all right. The start of South Park is the kids getting into the Terrence and Philip movie, so it yeah. was quite. It was a nice bit of symmetry. Me and my mate went to see it, got turned away. Like it was a six o'clock showing, and the two of us and we got turned away at like four. We thought we'll go buy our tickets early and make it look as if <laughs> bamboozled them. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll get these now. We'll come back later, and then well, the tickets are in our hand. You can't take it off us now. Kid brain, turned away, out of hand. And you can't sell you these tickets. You're underage. Maybe come back later. I was like. Loud and clear. So we go, this is in Scarborough. So we go to the arcades along the seafront. Oh my God. Just to fill some time. And God, I love this. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. The machines where you put a pound in to get 10 tens. Yeah. We went to one of these machines and instead of 10 Ps, it was spitting out 50 Ps. What? Yeah. So we had like a quid each. Like 10, 50 pences have just come out here. Jesus Christ. Five that's like, that's nearly a 10. Just turned a pound. In, right, just turned a pound into a fiver. Wed. So he, my mate did it first. He discovered it. He's like, look at this. And I did it too. He's like, what? So like fishing for like one more pound coin. What we got? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. So, and it's still happening. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh, God, we're out of pound coins, right? So Scarborough's got a lot of arcades along the seafront. So we go to the next arcade with our 50Ps, turn them back into <laughs> pounds, like, and go into the first arcade. And we just repeat this process <laughs> until we run it dry, until tens. That's like you bought up. your house, isn't it? Well, yeah. You joke. We went to town with our profits, which were mainly made up of 50 pence pieces. And our gold coats. And my friend bought a shirt. <laughs> and I bought an album or something like that with our profits. And then we, like, turn it back at the cinema at this point. with like, he's got a new shirt That's on. That's good, sir. Yeah, that's it. And the guy was like, yeah, the spare seat's in, you go. And it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Greatest day ever. Yeah. Go to day. And, uh, and yeah, just... To this day. And like my mate looked older than me and was much cooler than me. I think he would have got in regardless. And I think I was dragging the team down a little bit. But he bought this like really swish kickers shirt. Branded bit oh, of business as well. Nice like, it's bit great. Of swag, that. Looked like sort of late night. It's had like a bowling shirt. Yeah. Vibe to it, you know. Um, and we just there we were with our sweets and our new swag. Like, and like the other arcades that were, became wise to what we were doing. And probably like, there was probably an, a syndicate. Two lads at Olympia Leisure <laughs> uh, bleeding the 50 pence system dry. Maybe it was set up for staff ah. on the take and we'd spotted it. But like we'd go along to the next arcade. Where have we got these coins from? Uh, one of your machines, sir? Get out. So it was like, right, on to the next one then. Turning 50 piece into pound coins and going back again. Oh, the past was a class. <laughs> Just an all-time goated day. Yeah. Sorry. Let's talk about Raw. Go on then. Triple H comes out, welcomes us all to night two of the draft, gets a great reaction, uh, points out that it's sold out. Not again, WWE. 10,000 people in Birmingham for a live event. What's going on? <laughs> um, and not Birmingham, Alabama. It's a connection between uh, WWE events and, uh, how can I even do this? The death of physical media DVD box sets? Don't know. You can't get comps anymore. <laughs> Is that all right? Yeah, it's good. 
I did, I did like. I think I'm very well. I, I did like. <laughs> I did like seeing over the weekend. A that mad Paris crowd who sang Seth's theme for like seven minutes or something. See how over Baron Corbin. Was. And I was about to say Corbin in Paris. That ruled so hard. I was so happy for him. Corbin in Paris. They played that at your wedding. Yep. Um, I ran inside. I remember. <laughs> Bye, love. <laughs> that was great. Out Roll of the way. The family members we who didn't know the song. Yeah, we were having really. a lovely moment with like sparklers outside and I was like, Chris, my mate Chris, who's the photographer. Chris, you get the photo? Yep. Did do. Oh, see you later. Goodbye forever. Anyway, he goes through the boring rules. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone who doesn't get drafted, draft pool, blah, blah, blah. I'm really worried about some people potentially getting released, etc., etc. NXT. Uh, Von Wagner's now a free agent. How? He's the same as Brock Lesnar and Zion Quinn, apparently. Does that mean I do not get paid to wrestle? Called up. I did not receive any, <laughs> any phone calls. Agent? My agent is Mr. Stone. We've been through this. I am a wrestler. More of that on the NXT preview later on today. Hopefully. Like, it's, it's time is running out on that show, isn't it? Mm. He says... It's uh, appropriate because he was our muse. Grayson, I've got a really good idea for Grayson Waller tonight, by the way. Good. Because this is last night. I'm genuine, shoot, genuinely happy for that bloke. Yeah, really yeah. deserves it. Totally. And we might not mention it here because it was like a supplemental oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, so he talks about Triple H. This is uh, Roman Reigns being world champion and being on SmackDown, which means the new world champion on uh, is going to be on Raw. That title's grown on me. I quite like it now. The belt's fine. The issue is never what the belt looks like. Everything, every, we said this last week. You just get used to stuff. Yeah. It's just what it represents, which is nothing. And he says, uh, Brock Lesnar, um, rules don't apply to him. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Twist. Uh, and runs through the round one of the draft, which sees Rhea Ripley drafted first mm-hmm. to Monday Night Raw. Um, sees Austin Theory, US champ, be drafted to SmackDown. So <laughs> the mid-card titles are now switched brands. Yeah. Congratulations to Gunther on his wedding to Indeed. Ginny over the weekend. Congratulations. Um, weird to see looking, him looking handsome, but always has. So. Yeah. Um, Raw picks Seth Rollins. SmackDown picks Charlotte Flair. Straightforward stuff for the first round, I thought. Yeah, all the big names, all what you'd expect. Uh, and then he brings out Paul Heyman, who comes out and goes, ooh, look at that title. Um, <laughs> talks about Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa and himself, to mm-hmm. be fair, being drafted to SmackDown. Uh, and he says, uh, yeah, and on Friday, you just didn't win the fucking tag titles back. Not bothered though. I love this storyline. Yeah, who says uh, can't see there's a problem? Yeah. Really. Um, and he says we're going to talk. I'll talk to them privately later. Uh, but they are going to. We're going to take care of the problem mm-hmm. at Backlash uh, in the six man. Owen Zane, Matt Riddle on the opposite side, of course, to the Usos and Solos. Uh, uh, he teases Roman Reigns winning this world title as well. That's I wouldn't be surprised. Pretty funny. <laughs> Um, but he says he's not eligible to win it. He's on SmackDown. The person has to come from Raw. And now there's people in the back because he can't do that. Flapping their gums about the tribal chief. These freaking jokers. These freaking jokes. These freaking clowns. Where could this possibly be heading? <laughs> Seven minutes of that in uh, Paris. No, in... Was it Birmingham? Birmingham. Um, or was it Manchester? Basically, on the house shows, they've turned that weird post-WrestleMania Raw thing 
into capital A, capital T, I think. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that they're going to make it part of the Seth Rollins presentation going forward. Absolutely. He stands there and people sing and sing and sing until they do He goes, I'm trying to cut a promo. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Rollins says uh, Reigns um, is on SmackDown, so you don't have to waste your energy, Paul, uh, pulling strings to ensure that I don't get another title shot. Uh, you got to be worried about the bloodline going poof. Um, but you're a spoiler guy, though, aren't you, Paul? Um, well, here's one. At Night of Champions, I am going to win the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and the entire world is going to see what a real champion looks like. In the midst of all this, Heyman starts getting on his phone. Uh, and Seth says, Paul, it's going to be its very rude of you, first of all. But second of all, it's going to be real hard for you to have a phone conversation whilst a bunch of people are singing my song. And they do it again. Uh, Heyman sells this brilliantly. I can't hear my tribal chief, he says. Um <laughs> And uh, he says, you're kind of pissing off Roman Reigns here. Um, and he says, says, oh, well, I think that's bad. Texas, where they are. Fort Worth, I think it was. Yeah. Um, How long do you think it will take for me to leave Paul Heyman flat on the canvas and stomp on his head? Five seconds? Four seconds? Like a three-minute warning <laughs> tease almost here. <laughs> Counts down, but here comes Solo Sakura. Uh, and suddenly Heyman gets his confidence back. Um, Solo gets in there. Heyman holds him back and says that Tribal Chief's pulling some strings to get the match. Seth Rollins versus Solo Sokoa for later on tonight. And Seth says, oh, we don't need to do anything technical. Me and you, Solo, it's on for a little bit later on in the night, which I got really excited about. Seth versus Solo is an intriguing matchup. Yeah, feels brand new. I'm sure it is. Seth and Solo, I can't think of another time where we've had that. Yeah. I liked the performance of a segment that still was grinding my gears as it was taking place. Mm. Like, I loved Seth and Paul Heyman's chemistry. I like Seth Rollins' command of the crowd. I think as a babyface, he's becoming unmatched in this company outside of Cody Rhodes, which mm -hmm. is really impressive. Uh, the whole thing existed, as everything does, to try and, in one hand, tell you that this belt is massive and all to play for. And in the other... It's simply not the concern of the real champion. They cannot, they just can't spin these plates. They cannot. Seth Rollins, by kind of calling Roman a bitch and all the rest of it, is not elevating the new big gold belt. He's simply saying, My time will come where I will fight you. Mm. In the meantime, I will keep myself busy with this bollocks. Everyone who is involved in this title feels like they will be. It's busy work. It's busy work because we can't get to Roman. I, like, I just. I don't know how they get around the problem because it's a problem that they shouldn't have. Mm. And I, ju I just, th this is like, they're sending out their best performers. They believed Triple H was that last week. They believe Seth Rollins is that this week. They're sending out their best performers to try and polish this turd. But it is indeed, as Adam Nicholas would probably say this week, a Mr. Hankey. Mm. It is one of those ones where I watched SmackDown on Friday uh, and I watched Cody Rhodes go to Raw and I thought... Well, <laughs> that's ruined. And then, because I'm, I am huffing the copium now, I think, my brain went, well, if they do it at Mania, then ridiculous. You're waiting another year. What are you doing? Right. Should have put it on it. I, I always come back to this. Yeah, they yeah. should have put him on it at WrestleMania. But then my brain went, actually, Mr. Money in the Bank Cody Rhodes calling his shot in advance like a babyface would do rather mm -hmm. than just running out like a heel should do. Saying, I'm finishing the story, right? And I'm winning those titles. I'm taking those titles off Roman 
on the grandest stage of them all, other than WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, yeah. also buries this championship. Yeah. But uh, there's an, uh, there is a way of getting around it that I will swallow, is the best way of putting it, as a WWE fan, which is it's bigger for Cody because it's his dad's story, belt, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, just put the World Heavyweight Championship on Seth and stop. And maybe there is a story down the line, mm-hmm. LTST, because this is the storytelling promotion, let's not forget, right? Hmm? Oh, he's not saying anything. Um, <laughs> where... Roman goes, I want that goal, actually. Yeah. When he's dropped all the other... When he's lost at SummerSlam, maybe he has a match with Seth at the Royal Rumble mm. or whatever. But, yeah, it just... Yeah. You can't... Like you say, you can't spin both of those plates. No, you can't. Time. And they're just going to keep doing that until the tournament itself, the crowning is going to... Which they can't really decide when it's going to happen. The f- finale is Night of Champions. Oh, yeah, that's But they haven't really explicitly no. said whether it's going to be a, a you know one-night tournament or a, I suspect, more likely few matches on telly and then a few matches on pip. Fans love one-night tournaments. WWE never have. No, no. Really. Fans love one-night tournaments. WWE likes one-night tournaments. But one person at the top doesn't like one-night yeah. one tournaments. Uh-huh. And he needs to f*** off. <laughs> yes. I'm just, I hate him so much, even more than I previously did. Tash twirling toss pot. Indeed. The triple T. Yeah. There we go. Um... I did like the spot. Why where am I even doing the alliteration when Sidge isn't even here? Yeah. A waste of my time. I wonder if it'll get back to him. I wonder if he'll snitch tag someone. Mm-hmm. Out here frigging sounding like I'm trying to do a Brian Pillman impersonation or something like that. I've only got so <laughs> many words left to use as it is. I did like the... Uh, it happened on two different parts. It was in between this match with the tag champs and uh, damaged Katarl. Mm. Adam Pearce desperately trying to get ahead of what was inevitably coming his way on the Backlash Go Home show ahead of the Backlash main event. Cody Rhodes shows up. Hiya, Cody. You all right? Please, (laughs) please, please, please don't get into it with Brock Lesnar tonight. And Cody keeps breezing on past him. And then what was he said to Brock? I'm just trying to keep the peace tonight. And Lesnar goes, good luck with that. Yeah, good stuff this. I have to say one thing annoyed me about this. The uh, bit where commentary said... Well, let's take a look at the last time that uh, Brock Lesnar was on Raw and they showed him kicking the crap out of Cody Rhodes. And I went, well, that didn't happen. The last time he was on Raw, he just stood there and watched Cody Rhodes kick the crap out of the security. Yeah. Stop lying. Yeah. That's the problem. Now that bell ends back at the top. They can't remember stuff that happened two weeks ago. This is how people lose faith. Mm. This is how people lose faith. Uh, then we got the match in amongst all this. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan versus Damage Katarl. Um Cut the balls off this because it was a, an ad break in the middle of it all. Um, but the finish saw... It was some good wrestling in there. Look at the people involved in it. Dakota Kai hit uh, Liv Morgan with a flipping backcracker. Rodriguez dives in to break up the cover. Um, Bailey holds Rodriguez. Kai boots her out of the ring. Morgan hits Dakota Kai with a code breaker. But in amongst all this, Bailey's made a blind tag and rolls up Liv Morgan for the victory. Good way to establish a, a future tag title contender, even though I don't know which shows anyone's on anymore. I uh, damaged Katarl have moved to SmackDown. Um, can't remember how it shook down for uh, Damage Katarl's, yeah, Damage Katarl's gone to SmackDown because ba- uh, because Bailey was like, bye to Bianca and then inevitably went there. Yeah. I think. Uh, anyway, the, like, the match was yeah, good. Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> But they're the undisputed, so they're so they can yeah. defend either way. The match was half decent. The, I wonder if this is going to be added late to Backlash, mm. and that was why they've kind of rushed to this, because it's not exactly like Damage Katarl have 
see him winning waves at the moment. EO's got a title match, but if anything, that felt like that was a whole thing about EO and Dakota are increasingly seeing they don't really need Bailey, mm-hmm. and now everything's back on track. Maybe it's not, I don't know. But I, this was fine. Like, this was better in terms of its quality in a division that feels like it's got any steam, mm. and it just doesn't at the moment. Like, like, watch it, like what do you want? There was no botches to speak of. <laughs> like, that's, that's the lowest possible bar. There was no botches to speak of. Raquel and Liv are doing, and they didn't do much of it here, but they're doing the kind of, like, you're big, you're little, let's throw each other around thing that's being done, not at their, it's, this is not their fault, often being done on the same show to greater effect by Braun Strowman and Ricochet. I will say, because we didn't have a chance to, to um, cover it on really, Monday. Really, that, the SmackDown thing. The Do I have to? I've or, got you. Yeah, I'm, I've got you this time, I won't F it up. Like, that's... Really quite charming. Yeah, I really like the dynamic between the two of them. Love it. And this just is like a, a like a slightly inferior version of it. In matches and they're both that, on the same show now, aren't they? Yeah. Both. <laughs> the, in matches that just I mean, to be fair, if you book a mixed tag-tag match, yeah. so an eight-man and woman uh, match, both number one contenders, and they both do that spot at the same time, it's yeah, be in the Warborn household. It'll be pretty good, yeah. Aye, it's all right. Yeah. You know what? Hey, everything's going to be all right. And let's be honest, if you're talking about women's tag titles running out of steam, NXT, hold my beer. Yeah, it's like Raw's the least of anyone's worries. Um, so then we got King Ibiguer <laughs> and Queen Charmel, or except he's Booker T and she's Queen Charmel yeah. now to do the... I like both of them. So mm-hmm. that thing I was talking about earlier doesn't apply to this one. Um, round two, Raw picks the tag champs, KO and Sami Zayn. Uh, SmackDown picks the Usos. Um, because they're going to get murdered probably mm-hmm. by Roman Reigns. Um, Raw says, oh, we'll get a bit of bang for our book and pick, well, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and, and Dominic Mysterio. But actually, as I say that, I've realised that that's not how they select Give me them. one second. <coughs> yeah, what is it? Because they, they, they didn't get picked individually. They were picked as a group because, of course, they're in the f***ing judgment. yeah. Rhea yeah. <laughs> Ripley's not on the UK because they're all on Raw, which I was happy about. I realised that I, it was going to be like, oh, that could be fun if, oh, no, Mammy's over here, but Dom's over here. Uh, after the promo later, never split this team up, ever, ever, ever. Amazing. He is the ba- best heel in all of wrestling, and think of the ground that covers. <laughs> and I still don't understand how they do the light thing. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Was that, that's been drafted to Raw as well, I assume. I hope so. Like, Imagine that on the UGE. <laughs> well, with it being backlash, that light is like, could go, well, you see that light, you go, Jesus Christ, and they realise, oh, it's because it's the son of God. God, who, of course, worked backlash and was a spotlight. Good point. Yeah, You could have on uh, backlash or on the only night of the year that the two brands collide, you could have, now that's been drafted to Raw, that versus the Smackdown Fist. Oh, my God. Someone make up a graphic for that. For the Survivor Series. Uh, so yeah, so they were like, Raw was like, oh, we're going to get, we're going to have one pick, but we're going to get three. Top that Smackdown. Okay, LWO, Santos Escobar, Selena <laughs> Vega, Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wild, oh, and Rey Mysterio as well. Not bad pick. Hell of a pick. See LWO on there and you think, oh, I think I might take five people here. Thanks very much. By the way, this feels like the last opportunity for us to go and plug yes. our draft. Uh, myself, Sidgwick, with Wilborn overseeing... Um, as referee, I guess, at points. Yeah. Um, the What Culture Draft, where I took Raw, so we took SmackDown, and we put class rosters together. They were really good. The one thing in the comments section that kept sort of, other than unanimous praise and support, of obviously, course, yeah. was a suggestion that we were dipping too much into the NXT well. 
Not compared to WWE <laughs> itself, apparently. 18 picks. If anything, I would say we foreshadowed yeah. how NXT would be relied upon. And also, even if you're like, Ugh, I hate all this WWE draft bollocks, I'm, I'm more of an AW person, go and watch that video, put it on mute, right? So we get the view, mm. and then we can justify to the bosses, right, can we do one for um, Dynamite and Collision now, please? Exactly. Good so, advice to the AW-only fans. Yeah. You think that's the only long-term promotion? We can bloody watch our videos. Freakazoids get clicking. Right, then we get um, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Oh, no, I got it wrong. It's Braun Strowman and Ricochet. <laughs> Versus Alpha Academy, this was uh, relatively brief. Yeah. Um, Chad Gable did Chad Gable things, that brilliant Chaos Theory suplex. More more Ricochet-Chad Gable matches, please, mm-hmm. eventually, down the line, because this looked quality for the we'll brief time now, we got we? given. Alphas are on uh, Raw still, are yeah. yeah. Is that right? We'll find out later. Yeah. I can't bloody remember, mate. Um, and then the big lads came in. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was very brief, but I did like the fact that uh, oh, this um, <laughs> did not back up one yard when it comes to Braun Strowman. Um, but Braun Strowman, of course, got the better of it. Um, dropped out his crossbody, body slam. Ricochet did that ridiculous senton bomb off uh, Strowman's shoulders to get the one, two, three. Whilst Maxine Dupree looked stunned at ringside. Yeah, that storyline rumbles on, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, this is fine. I like Ricochet Pop- and Braun Strowman a lot. Probably a good idea, PR-wise, for WWE to keep Mansoir off telly for a week or two. Not that any of this is his fault. Yeah. Um, I kind of somehow managed to forget about that, the news cycle news that quickly. Ricochet and Braun are like title contenders in Wayne. I love this team, genuinely. They've done such a good job in understanding, I think, what fans want and expect out of them, respectively. Braun at this point was, he came back and he was getting those amazing pops, but nobody truly bought him back at the top level. Yeah. And WWE did untold damage to Ricochet over several years. This has been the right way to reintroduce how his spots matter. It's not just that they're happening, it's that they can actually have like a benefit to his career. Yeah. Imagine that. Like <laughs> They've nailed it with this act. Love them. Um, then we got the third round of the draft and we saw Shawn Michaels and I went, oh, for here we go. And they went, Adam Pierce. And I was like, oh, get in. That other Bellin's not doing it this this time. That was great. Um, they come out of the war rooms. Mm-hmm. They're punching the air. We got Natalia. So I'm not surprised Sean isn't punching walls after what's happened. Like, did you just see him toss that card? Yeah. Like, that was great. Um, but before they can do it, I did, I did like the fact that Brock Lesnar's like, I'm not pissing around with any of this. Brock Lesnar interrupts. He comes out. Uh, Adam Pierce is like, oh, bollocks, 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 bollocks. Trying to reason with Brock Lesnar. He walks down to the ring. Um, Might me and Michael Scott walking, trying to get down the aisle at Phyllis's wedding, that did. Like, he just continues to walk with him, even though they, they, this is not your thing, Adam. Just take a step back. Um, and Lesnar gets on the mic and says, uh, Fort Worth, what does it feel like to be looking at the only real cowboy in the state? And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Adam Wilborn pressed that button. Texas listeners, not I. I love Texas, really. They know. Yeah. It's only... We'll brisket, guys. Oh, yeah. No sauce, but, you know, brisket. <laughs> um, Pierce says, look, I've got security here. I've got a bunch of lads who work the indie shows in Texas with all their weird haircuts. <laughs> yeah, that's how ill security looks. <laughs> and that guy in TNA that one time on a mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, army guy. Why is that security guard wearing lime spandex underneath his security uniform? Um... And he says, I've got all this security. And Lesnar looks at him and goes, it's not enough. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. Get another wave out, basically. It's not like that game you play. We have to run <laughs> Yeah, they people. just keep coming. Uh, but then Cody Rhodes' music hit. 
and they everyone everyone security Lesnar cameramen all turn to the uh, turn to the entranceway. But of course, Cody sneaks in behind and chins Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Hang on one second. This shot, my word. Oh my god. A live round that wasn't it. Drops him, uh, and uh, they do this same old gimmick of he doesn't chin any. Security he just gets past them initially, but I did like the bit where he, they're holding him back, but he's through the rope, so mm. he's it's just very nicely shot. All this, Lesnar's just backing up down the ramp, little bit of a bitch move, but he's cackling. So he's, eh, I'll see you on Saturday. You say he didn't chin the security, he was flailing his arms so much. I'm pretty sure his shoot got one of them in the face. He got some LB like L- suppers, wasn't yeah. there? Uh, but I did like Road screaming, Make me earn it. Great, really good stuff. Should be the champion, will be. See. See? A big gold belt. See? See? Sort of. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, round three of the actual draft now uh, for you. It was, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, Postman Pierce. Oh, no, it wasn't Postman Pierce. Now he's busy dealing with stuff, so yeah. Sean did it all. Uh, this is where they selected Raw, did the uh, women's tag champs, Raquel Rodriguez uh, and Liv Morgan. SmackDown selects Asuka. Um, Raw picks the New Day, just Xavier Woods and Kofi mm-hmm. Kingston. For now. For now. Fingers crossed, get all Um And SmackDown keeps the uh, brawling brutes. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I also was really entertained by the bit where they cut to the back and... <laughs> Riddle's worked out now that they're all on Raw. 
and they can all hang out all of the time. All and Kevin Owens just looks at him the way that Sidge looks at me half the time on the podcast. Why am I stuck with this? <laughs> <laughs> Great, I, I really like the dynamic of, dynamic of these three. They've done a terrific job um, ahead of Backlash. I remember... And ahead of potential Randy Orton return whenever that does happen, fingers crossed. Absolutely, yeah. Like the, I remember feeling like ahead of WrestleMania, um, Power Team was going to be Cody, Kevin and Sammy, but because of the main event result, you've kind of needed to go in a different direction, and this has worked. Yeah. Me. I like it. Uh, and then we got Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. Of course, Jay Uso is out there for his brother and immediately interferes. So they, uh, Owens and Zane do the old Eddie Guerrero bit. Mm-hmm. They look like they're going to get into it with Jay, and then Owens just goes down clutching his face, and Sammy Zane chucks a chair at Jay Uso, who catches it and gets caught red-handed and gets kicked out, of course. That takes us to a break. We come back, Jimmy's fighting back, shoves Riddle off the top to the outside, super kicks Owens, um, hits consecutive super kicks on Riddle for a two count. Um, Jimmy takes the turnbuckle cover at one point whilst the referee distracts himself with Riddle, uh, and Zane jumps up on the apron to complain, which only makes things worse, of course. Um, but Owens uses this to drive Jimmy's head into the turnbuckle. Uh, Riddle hits the knee strike and the floating bro, one, two, three. Nice a bit of, like, turnabout's fair play here. I agree. Ordinarily, you could, because it's WWE, you could argue that this, it's like a company values thing. It's like, oh, if you want to be a babyface, you've got to be a massive cheating arsehole. Yeah. This here felt more storyline-driven. So I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. It's about time the bloodline got a taste of their own medicine. Wish it had happened at WrestleMania. It's about time they, they had a taste out, of their own medicine. And the context here, of course, is that we know for a fact um, Solo's in the building. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're going to get let into the process here of the bloodline. And every single time the Usos are left hanging, there's an extra layer of drama that gets added. So I kind of like that, like... When you like the sides are going to be even at backlash, but are they? Because is the shadow of Roman Reigns not now actively working against the bloodline rather than for them? So, I, yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, we got a great video package for EO Sky. Um, and then this was the bit, yeah, where Jey Uso approached uh, Paul Heyman and saw loads of color in the back and says, um, Where was this guy? Yeah. Why wasn't he out there for Jimmy's match? And uh, Heyman has said, Sokoa had an assignment to exterminate a clown. <laughs> and you need to concentrate. <laughs> and uh and then there's like an awkward bit where he's like, Oh, you want you want the room? Oh me and me and Solo go somewhere else then. Yeah. I love it. It's it's heating back up again. I like I was this more is cinema. I was more cynical about it in the immediate aftermath of WrestleMania, but they've kind of like worn me down a little bit in terms of like I don't know if I like this to a point where like the longer Roman appears, like the longer it takes for Roman appears, the less I'm going to be invested. But right now, they're showing up on SmackDown next week. I think so, and it's like that's enough. That's the trial of the Usos, isn't it? It's got to be, isn't it? If because it, obviously it's going to be after Backlash, so it's like it's almost like right. Backlash is fine. I think I need Roman to show up and start telling me what's what a bit because you can kind of run this tease every week, and it's WWE. So typically, what happens is they just recycle the bit and. It's at the point where, right, is there anybody at the back that hasn't got what's going on here? And now everybody has. So I kind of need Roman now to actually take it forward. The story is not as captivating as it was with Sammy in it because it is not developing. It always felt like it was moving forward. Even if it wasn't and they were just faking it, it always felt like it was moving forward. Right now, we know the beats. Let's get to backlash and then let's see what happens next. Um, Oh, prior to this, we saw the uh, next two um, representatives coming out of the war rooms to do the picks. 
they were Rob Van Dam. Yay! And you had uh, Elias and Rick Boogs uh, doing his gimmick yeah. as he walked past in the hallway. Uh, and you also had Eric Bischoff. Mr. Popular, isn't he? He's all right, by the way. Face down death recently or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but like forgot how a mic works as well on this show. He did indeed, didn't he? I'm with the podcast. Really should uh, Just, uh, maybe maybe it isn't about having the podcast. Maybe it's about fucking grifting. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> raw <laughs> raw picks. Uh, Trish Stratus. Right, <laughs> yeah, raw picks. Trish Stratus. Smackdown. SmackDown picks LA Knight and Karrion Cross, but not in the order you would expect. No. Uh, and uh, Raw also selected Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. But I've buried the lead there. SmackDown retains the services of LA Knight. Yeah. Which I was a bit disappointed by because I want him on Raw because they're going to have a lot of people who need to do some talking. And there's a lot of baby faces on Raw. Yeah. Is it? It's got to be a good thing, isn't it? Like, it's hard to read this because Cody is the money guy in WWE right now. who And he's on Raw. Because they've kind of just gotten used to this. That's right, isn't it? Like I've not. Yeah. yeah. So Cody's like stayed on Raw, and you've kind of like gotten used to him being part of the three-hour show, even though you know that he's the guy selling tickets in the cities and the towns. But you're told SmackDown is still the A show, and it's still the WWE's top priority. And you have someone like a Bianca Belair that presumably now will be the I'm here every week champion mm-hmm. when Roman isn't. So is it good or not that LA Knight is? I can't work this out yet. Like, is it LA Knight is on the show where? WWE, the most of WWE's money is made. Great. Raw would have been a place where he could have been even more fleshed out, a place where he could have played more with that character because there's so much more time to use. Maybe. I'll tell you what, because I, I tweeted this last night because I want him to feel like a big deal, mm. right? And I think he is, obviously. Look at the reactions he gets everywhere. Um, and a great match on uh, SmackDown as well. Mm-hmm. Brief, but great. Yep. Um, I just love the spot where he jumps up to the top rope, if I'm yeah. perfectly honest. Uh, like I said, Cody's winning money in the bank. He's challenging Roman for SummerSlam, which means he'll win that and then go to SmackDown as a result. Mm-hmm. So they'll do some negotiations and exchange for Cody Rhodes. His LA Knight fills the void on Monday Night Raw. I know you're just fantasy booking and there's nothing wrong in that, but I like... Layers of like, oh, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. You were bargaining to get to a bargain. This needs to happen, (laughs) guys. LA Knight will be on Raw. (laughs) He can't go to Raw until Cody's finished the story. Cody can't finish the story until he's won money in the bank. He can't win money in the bank until he's beaten Brock Lesnar, guys. He's losing on Saturday. Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we got a version of Miss TV with with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Miz uh, reminds everyone who's drafted to Raw, introduces Nakamura, Miz reads his Wikipedia page, um, says, oh, do you think you can win the world title? And Nakamura just says, hi, because he doesn't want to answer that question. Um, so Miz reads his own Wikipedia page at this point, says he's the epitome of a workhorse, and Shinsuke, you'd be a great number two. It could be a partnership, a merger. Miz K. Nakamura. Um... Things are different here on Raw. You've never been here before. You need someone to watch your back. You need someone... You've never been here before. <laughs> Who better than me, the Miz? Has. He has. <laughs> it just has. I know, like, technically, he's been on the SmackDown, bro. Yeah. It's... 
How does it work here? The ropes are red. I know for a fact Nakamura's been in that building. I know for a fact he's wrestled on Raw anyway. It's just like, yeah, where, where's catering? Oh, the same place as on SmackDown. It's wherever you follow the A4 printed paper signs. Uh, Nakamura had a nickname for The Miz that I'm not going to uh, even attempt here. Uh, and Miz loves it and chants along with it until he realizes it's actually Japanese for Chinese balls. <laughs> He's got tiny balls. All over the world, he's got tiny balls. <laughs> <laughs> and he better be worried because someone else is taking his spot on SmackDown. This was trash. Yeah, Miz tried to attack him and he got hit with the Kinshasa. Rubbish. Like, Nakamura, we were, were we fooled or were we just trying to, like, analyse what was in front of us? The vignettes on SmackDown of Nakamura, like... I, d- I forget the phrase, and it was preposterous, but like... Oh, tra- you mean t- training to strike him by doing jujitsu? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But the, the idea of it was, even if the rollout was stupid, was Nakamura's back, and he's not farting around. And they move him to Raw, and he, the first thing he does is farts around, and you're just like, oh, okay then. Thanks, Shinsuke. That gear, though. Oh, lush. He's looking dynamite. He always does. But like... Sorry, dynamite's the wrong word, because, like, people actually want to watch what Nakamura does. But, like, why am I even a dad? It's it's funny. It's like, dad's not here. I don't know why I do it. Like, um, this was nonsense garbage, this was. Rubbish. You wouldn't get this on a dynamite. I'll say that. There's a... Take him one away, I'll give one. You wouldn't get this on a dynamite. Get it on a rampage, though. Oh, you absolutely... No! (laughs) No! I might... Will we get in trouble if I played the entire audio of that segment? Probably. Like, think about that Should segment. we reenact it? Me yes. and you. Well, but like, the entire AEW audience is reenacting it. They're reenacting Jeff Hardy and Hook's parts in it. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not, I'm not asked. Like, they both stood there going, what the f*** are we watching? <laughs> Much like every AEW fan. As Matt Hardy goes, no! Is it this Friday as well? Yeah. Oh, we don't get to review it. Firm deletion. Tell you what, bollocks, I'm cancelling my bank holiday Monday. Just much as I'd like to celebrate the king, but um, this takes precedence. The one reason I hate the king and the coronation is because we can't talk about rampage firm deletion. If only for that, I'd love the coronation, and I'd love this catastrophic waste of in public money. I would love it. And it's, I, I, I tell you what, I read on a newspaper front page that yeah. definitely isn't biased towards the monarchy. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to bring a million, no, a billion pounds to the UK economy. So, hey, don't yeah. you worry about that childcare situation. Uh, yeah. All the systems that are working, it's all right because we're going to get a billion pound on what? Miniature Union Jack flags being bought from idiots in London. Okay. That's how much tap being sold in like Asda and... Oh, there is right. And yet, my kid's school wants to do Royal Day. Right? <laughs> and you have to send your kid... I'm not doing it as a principled stance. Like, if you want, your kids can dress up like members of the monarchy. It's like, well, I want them to have good lives. So it's not <laughs> happening. Like, uh, but at school, they're going to make crowns anyway. But my wife was... Why do you need to do that? Just go Burger King. It was a bit more... My wife was a bit more patient than me. I was like, well, should we have a look in the shops and see if there's any, like, royal stuff? What's left has been marked up. If you go on Amazon, it's like, want to buy some plastic crowns? 20 quid, loser! <laughs> yeah. Like, no! I refuse to... I'm going to... You know what I'm going to do on Saturday to toast the new king? 
put backlash on. Yeah. Because my king... Are you going to be doing a live stream for that? I am. Me and Phil Chambers are going to be doing on. Because my king doesn't wear a crown. He wears bunny ears, and he's bad, and he's going to be fighting Damien Priest. Like, I don't want to... I would camp out in Puerto Rico for tickets that show. Like, those real freakazoids outside Buckingham <laughs> Palace. Like, you can't friggin'... Honestly, if you're a homeless person in London, the police would be moving you on. Yeah. Just wear a pretend crown, and they'll think you're a hardcore royalist wanting to get the best seats outside Buckingham yeah. Palace. Kiss my ass. <laughs> right. Where are we? Uh, there we are. My views do not... I feel like it's a five-star review. My views do not reflect those of what culture or future media or anything like that. Those are my views. Yeah. Uh, they reflect me. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, almost had a squash match. Skip! Yeah, he won with a tree slam ahead of... His <laughs> ahead of the big match. With these freaking AEW trolls, man. Kenny Omega versus... Where's the story? <laughs> all these two are the best wrestlers in the world on a show that typically hey. just books fixtures. Where's the story? Like... When the graphic dropped, and we even said, Sidgwick was like, right, take the piss, but he was also like, good. Like, this is a weird match. Let's take a look at it. And now we'll have a bit of story. Three weeks later, Seth's out there with Paul Heyman and Omos. They've forgotten this match is happening. I cannot wait for it, but they've forgotten it's happening. They haven't. It's a fixture, and also it's been booked, as they explained previously, for MVP says, well, if he beats Seth, then he's kind of in line to be part of that tournament. Oh, is that because of the rankings that WWE had here to? Yeah. He stick to it as well as AEW does, so. <laughs> anyway, enough of all that. It's that time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five-star review review. Nailed it. If you want to share something short, crap, and wrestling related, you can do so. Uh, <laughs> it's really thrown me. <laughs> Uh, just like wait, 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 wait. Uh, just like Enrique has, uh, this week's five-star review review is brought to you by Enrique. Um, you can either leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, uh, leave us a five-star rating on there and just write your review, uh, or you can leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, screenshot it. We need the proof. And then just like Enrique did, email me, adam.willborn at whatculture.com. Enrique writes, hey guys, firstly, happy belated birthday to Mr. Hamflet. Thank you, Enrique. Uh, in my view, you are the most entertaining, Dadly Brother. And as a fellow serial guy, I have a great respect for you. Ah, oh, real recognises real. Serial uh, recognises serial. Serial killers? Yes. Two of you. Yes. Allegedly. I mean, I murder those Cheerios when they're put in front of me. Uh, now to the other Dadly... You know the trick is to put them in a pasta bowl rather than a cereal one. <laughs> oh, I'm a giant. More. It's always the same. On those boxes. Oh, the opposite of a giant, wouldn't it? You'd be on there. those boxes where it says like six servings, I can definitely be that in four. It's like it just it's a switch game. Uh now to the other Dudley, you have great insights. Um and your epiphanies on the show, formerly known as NXT two play. Oh, are great. Every week I remember when you said the NXT tag team scene might be more developed than AEW. Uh this was after the Elite lost the trios belt and the guns defended the tag team championships. Uh, maybe you can write a sequel to Developmental Hell if everyone has read your newest book. Nice little plug there. Thank Good you, Enrique. Um, while you are doing the review, I am writing my combined science LGCSE since tests started last week with double math. Oh, God, it's a real clever person. Yeah. Enrique and other listeners. Like, I like over the years, sorry, Enrique, just a quick aside because we've had a few of them on this podcast. Over the years, some listeners might have noticed that I enjoy 
Friendly, is that the word? No. But I enjoy a friendly rivalry with one of our listeners, Matt mm. Reigns. One of the things I get out of interacting with Matt Reigns is knowing that he's absolutely thick as fucking pig shit. And uh, I too am at that level. Yeah. In terms of intellect. And we can just trudge around in the sludge, <laughs> throwing muck at each other. Yeah. And then Enrique, and there are other listeners like Enrique, every now and then get in touch with us that have uh, proper jobs or really big brains. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I'm so grateful that like this, you've come to this. Thank you. Uh, thank you for making me forget the test, Enrique continues, and listening to your version of the Beverly Brothers theme. Oh, that's great. I, my voice won't hold yeah. it flat today. Um, now for the five-star review review, with Corey Graves telling me 500 times that tab teams can be split with the draft, choose anything related to breakups. Greetings from Germany. Sincerely, Enrique. Thank you, Enrique. Thank you, Enrique. Um, congratulations to Corey Graves and Carmella. Yes. Lovely news, that. Uh, the reason I think we all wanted Carmella to be out of action. Yes, exactly. Really, yeah, really, really, nice really happy for them for that. Yeah, you, Wilborn, threw the choice over to me today off the back of this. And I threw it back because the when you asked about tag splits, the one that came to mind was, of course, mm. your sentimental favourites, your sporting favourites, and two women that haven't, really properly returned outside of a little quickie run and impact mm. haven't yet returned to wrestling together or separately who you talking about who am i talking about Wilbur? you got a journalism for that you're gonna be joking me the iconics who was split of course in 2020 oh, God. when i mean luckily for you i'm sure there was nothing bad happening in that year this was genuinely my lowest point i'm not sure how you would have coped yeah yeah rather than me giving the history because here it is the iconics are split up that's it what did you set the scene for the iconic split? Because I feel like there's as much professional as personal in this for you. Yeah. So the reason why WrestleMania 35 was so great was not Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar or Kofi Mania or any of that bollocks. Becky Lynch winning the main event. No, no, Legitimately no, no, no. big babyface nah. moments. Yeah. It was the Iconics winning the tag titles. Yeah. That's, that's why I lost my voice that weekend because uh -huh. I screamed in... Nicholas's face, Phil's face, Cleary's face, Chris Thompson's face. Chris Thompson has footage he cannot use from that weekend because <laughs> I'm just screaming all iconic. Right? And then we had that amazing run. Uh, drop the titles. And you're like, okay. And Pando, obviously, mm -hmm. dreadful time. Um, and then they come back and I'm like, oh my God, it, it's happening. It's going to happen. Because this was Sasha and Bailey's reign, wasn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. And they had a few goes at it. And then they, WWE sort of toyed with the idea of them turning on each other. And I was like, very good. Okay, back to the actual winning the tag title stuff. And then it was, what, August of 2020, mm -hmm. payback. Yeah. So we're already Thunderdome era WWE now. They've kind of worked out the technical. Payback was like Roman won the belt. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and also the night that the Riot Squad defeated the Iconics. Yep. And the tag title switch hands. Mm -hmm. You know, great. Finish. One of my all-time favourite finishes, for those that don't remember, the week before at SummerSlam, because these were a week apart, Bailey had returned her singles title, Sasha had lost hers, but they were still the women's tag champions. They put them on the line against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Shayna had Sasha in a submission, or Bailey. I always get these two mixed up, and then the other one came to help and intervene, and Shayna snatched the arm and used the arm to choke out her partner. So the three of them are lying on the mat, and Sasha and Bailey have effectively tapped out each other as a result of this incredible bit of 
Shayna submission specialism. Do you want to uh, see if you can run through the entire Payback 2020 card? So oh. pre-show was Riot Squad versus the Iconics. They didn't okay. even get on the main card. That was a title match. Main event was Roman, Braun and The Fiend. Correct. Keith Lee and Randy Orton. Yes. Six minutes 40. The good one. The good one. Uh, Drew and Randy. Uh, no, Randy was fighting Keith Lee. Oh, God, sorry. Yeah. Uh, right. Did you want it? Not as far as no. I know. Not as far as I can Lost. see here. Struggling now. Struggling now. Um, it was the United States Championship match oh. that opened. That should really help. And it doesn't. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Winning from? Winning the title from. You might not have heard of him. He's just been called up from NXT. Polo Cruz. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'll read you through the rest of it. Yeah. Big E defeated Sheamus. Uh, the SmackDown payoff was pretty good. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Matt Riddle defeated King Corbin. Shayna and Nia, like you say, won the tag titles. Keith Lee beat Randy Orton. Um, Dominic Mysterio and his deadbeat dad beat Seth Rollins and Murphy. Yeah, of course. And yeah, main event. No holds barred triple threat match where Roman Reigns turned up halfway through and went, I get these bombs out of the way. Wreck everyone and leave. Oh, mate. Jesus Christ. On one second. Did I even say anything? Oh my god. There we go. This soundboard's on its ass a bit at the moment, isn't it? He's hitting it so hard. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they literally fought the last night of payback. Um it's a very bog standard uh pandemic era mm-hmm. just match this. Yep. Not a lot to write home about. I got distracted at one point because there was someone in the screens. Always someone who caught my eye in there doing something <laughs> right. weird. And there was someone with a COVID mask on. Uh-huh. Well, why are you doing that if you're at home? Yeah. Wear it, obviously. But you don't need to wear it when you're on the screen. No. But it had also the fiends. <laughs> face on it. Um, remember uh commentary team for this? Or who was on co-commentary here? You might not have heard of him. He's disappeared from WWE television. A guy called Samoa Joe. Yeah. I like Samoa Joe as a commentator. Yeah. Good energy. Um... Billy Bloody K. I love her still. I watch back. She screams. I think it's in Liv's face or maybe Ruby's face at this point because there's a bit with Liv later on. Listen to me. You guys are nothing. <laughs> uh, and my, this is such a personification of the Vince era, right? They're going on commentary. They're going, man, you know, winners get a tag title shot. This That's the rules, by the mm-hmm. way. Winners get a tag title shot. The losers have to split. And commentary goes, man... Could you imagine saying goodbye to your friend after a few minutes in the ring? You can still hang out. You can't be a team. I remember reviewing this, by the way. But also, also, Samoa Joe clearly with me, me, me in his ear. God, can you imagine? Like, that's something I can relate to. If someone said to me, you can't hang out with Michael Hamlet anymore. Devastating, Thanks, obviously. Mate. Right? Samoa Joe's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friendship's one thing. This is about the title. Oh, God, the women's tag title. Jesus. That's it. I remember reviewing this and thinking, these stakes are too high. <laughs> Samoa Joe himself on commentary once got a title shot by just attacking the champion. Just attack Kofi Kingston. It was like, title match? Question mark? Chuck you out. Like there. If, if you offered this match, I know for a fact I'm regurgitating takes. Yeah, yeah. But it's from 2020, so nobody's going to want to listen to those Skype recordings back. Least of, all, least of all those. Like, got a match for you tonight. Could get a title shot. Awesome. What we got to do? Well, you're fighting the Riot Squad. Fine. Yeah, we'll give that a bash. If you lose, you have to split up. 
what? No. No, thanks. What, I'll wait they, six weeks, thanks. Have they agreed to it as well? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all getting... What's their problem? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just wait my turn in this stupid company. Uh, so, you know, nothing... There wasn't a, it wasn't a finisher, but <laughs> someone kicks... Uh, this is it. <laughs> Liv Morgan kicks out. Billy Kay just screams. She's the bestseller of a, of a kick great, out. Yeah. And then she doesn't say this exactly, but I get... She... Right, you know when we go like that to yeah. swear? Mm-hmm. She basically goes, you stupid bitch! <laughs> she's punching her in the back of the head. She goes, I'm bloody sick of you! Uh, Samoa Joe. Now, I love Billy Kay. Mm-hmm. I always put her over. Samoa Joe called her a bruiser. Don't not get carried away here, Samoa Joe. She was certainly professional in that respect. Do you remember the finish of this match as well? No. So I'm watching this going, oh, there must be something big here, like maybe a blind tag or like uh, they, uh, they take out um, Peyton Royce mm. and then they both hit this ridiculous finisher to, to completely lay out Billy Kay. No, her and Ruby Riot just exchange bad pinfalls and then Ruby just stacks her up and pins her. There you go. That was it. End of your friendship. Bye. Sorry. And they commentary on t- it clearly in their ear. Yeah, bury him. The Iconics are no more. <laughs> oh, uh, my world crumbles. Yeah. It, 6 a.m. on a pandemic Tuesday or whatever this is. Uh, Peyton Roy starts screaming and hitting the mat and Billy Kay screams, get in here. Like, <laughs> they'll run it back again. This was the real quiz as it fades to black. Mm. Yeah, this is my lowest point, as represented by the first comment I've got here. It was a, what was it? So, Billy Kay went on to basically petition for a new tag partner. And we got a glimpse. We got a glimpse of her. I think maybe this is prior to this, actually, where she was in the corner of Peyton Royce. And you're like, brilliant. They're not a tag team, but we get a manager-wrestler combo. You've got a great talker in Billy. They're both great talkers, but Billy Kay does the talking. Peyton Royce does the wrestling because she's coming along now. Mm. She had a few singles matches where she looked decent in there. Then, I'm not sure if this was before or after. Do you remember they were like, right, that's it, we're done. Okay, we're a tag team again. (laughs) Yeah. Peyton Royce doing those Raw Talk promo. My potential haunts me or something like that. Yeah. Both released. That was how it all ended. They were just both released. They were both like, rubbish. It's... I just reading the comments here. There's some weirdly, well, incredibly predictable stuff, and I'm also sure people is, yeah. a bit like me now with this Cody story and huffing the copium, going, "Don't worry, this is going somewhere." <laughs> okay. So once again, these these comments, especially the later ones, do not reflect the views of myself, the Dadly Boys, or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. Uh, GVG writes me. 2020 really can't get any worse. WWE, let's break up the most perfect tag team. <laughs> like I said, this was my lowest point of. That was, that was from an A. Wilbon, too obvious. Adam W. <laughs> um, Co- Connor Butler gets it. Two years ago, Connor writes, prediction, nobody will be pushed from this and it will have been for nothing. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, <laughs> like, I wonder if that's a bot just set to comment on 95% of WWE YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, Dimesh. Oh, poor Dimesh. So Vince finally decided to push Peyton. No, dear, that's wrong. And then it takes a turn Mm -hmm. because there's Liv Morgan in this match. Oh, no. The Ruby and the Ruby Riot is it's the stack pin. It's the the you know the one that Rhea does lots. Yeah. You haven't even got a pen ready, have you? No, how to do that? Yeah, that's. Got an empty water bottle. Oh, I'll drop a water bottle in disgust if I feel I need to. 
Justin Wilson writes, that pinfall, though, heart eyes. Save it. No, we're not getting there yet. Because Ricky, one month ago, so he's gone back and watched this recently. (laughs) What I like about this is the second half where he's typed it and then gone, oh, Ricky, what have you done? And didn't think to delete it. Yeah. Just went, I'll write this at the end. It's not, people forget this when they're typing. It's not speaking. Like, until you press send, the words haven't come out and of the mouth. And even after you press send, I'm fairly certain you can write delete press, delete comment. Yeah. Unless there's somebody screenshotting. You've got a window of opportunity here, guy. Ricky writes, oh, I wish a woman would do that for me. Lol, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, because it's about to get bumpy. Ready? Oh, go on. Xavier, perhaps seeing where this comment section's about to go, just writes... Repent from your sins before it's too late. <laughs> I like those people. Maybe he's read Stan's comment. Okay. Do you reckon? I'd, well, I, what, what is it? Because Stan just writes. I <laughs> 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 just want to smell it before you shower. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah? <laughs> You're not down with that. We've got two words for you. <laughs> Smell it. <laughs> well, hang on. No, I'm not, I'm not actually. Yeah, yeah good. That's a good idea. The Boneyard. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a close to that. I wish I was the ring apron or whatever. Okay. Just right. Not at anyone in particular in this match. Never is. <sighs> <laughs> I can't believe I think it's weird you know when you say where am I going to find the perverts in this like a Thunderdome frigging tag match and scumbags like nobody was having a bikini contest in the Thunderdome but the Boneyard was right <laughs> such a small piece of fabric blocking the entire <laughs> gateway to heaven oh god not the worst one. We've not got to that yet. <laughs> Just. Right. Don't pitch this. Enrique's there. Uh, carry the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, me. Science. Science stuff for Enrique. The final science. Do not really use myself. Myself, Dadly Boys. Anyone oh. who's got riches. And certainly not Enrique, who's actually doing something with his life. <laughs> Sam. Right. <laughs> I agree with the first three words of this message. Mm-hmm. It's an injustice, Sam writes. Great comment. Normally you end on a disgusting one, so it's quite a twist. Sorry, I hadn't finished. Oh. Sam writes, It's an injustice that my... Sn- <laughs> What's going no. on? I read this to Adam Nicholas here and it exploded. <laughs> it's an injustice that my snout isn't super glued to her poo hole. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe Xavier had a point. Men are pigs, but not supposedly literal ones. These little. 
Thanks, Enrique. Thanks, Enrique. Thanks, Enrique. Leave us Jesus. a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and email it to me, adam.wilburn at whatculture.com. Gateway to heaven. Blocking the gateway to heaven. Right. Next, next up. Speaking of poo holes, uh, Road Dog came out. <laughs> and what's the antithesis of Road Dog? The gateway to heaven. Molly Holly. Holly. You had to balance it out. Yeah. Yin and yang, isn't it? Um, round five of the draft. Raw picks Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Smackdown picks Shotzi. Raw picks Bronson Reed. And Smackdown says, Yes, boy! So pretty deadly. So happy for them as well. <coughs> and they get a great reaction at the PC. Probably because people are sick of those arseholes. <coughs> I yes boyed myself into a convulsion there, but I do need to flag this. Really, really pleased for Pretty Deadly. Massively pleased for Pretty Deadly. They were presumably in the same room as uh, Tony D and our colleague Stax. Oh, yeah. Did they not look across and be like, I thought you were dead. I thought we killed you. But is that them, narratively speaking, are they off the hook for murder? Or are they just unaware that Pretty Deadly were still alive until that moment that it was revealed? I think they work Monday nights down the docks. Down the docks. It's, uh, it's it's movie night. Yeah. On a Monday, isn't it? What's this week? Godfather. Yeah. Hey, we can we ask, should, him we'll ask him later. Yeah. We'll ask him later. Uh, Judgment Day come out with their amazing lights. Oh, it's kicked ass. Um, Damien Priest, very happy to announce Judgment Day. Stick together on Raw. And the first pick was the champion, Rhea Ripley, who says, uh, no surprise there. She says, uh, Mammy's always on top. Oh, my God. Uh, Judgment Day runs Monday Night Raw. Zelina Vega's going to regret everything she's done to her when she gets turned into a pretzel. Uh, and Bala says Ripley's going to flick Vega like a hot snot. Good <laughs> <laughs> like that. And uh, Priest is going to leave pieces of Bad Bunny all over Puerto Rico. And then Priest cut this awesome promo. No idea what he said Kicked in Spanish. But, yeah, more of this sort of thing. We talked about it before with the Japanese promos from... Uh, EO Sky and Asker a while back, and there was one from EO Sky later. Uh, he kept calling Bad Bunny Benito, which is his real name, of course, and basically said he's going to receive his punishment at Backlash. And this wasn't even the best bit of the promo. No, this is so class. This whole thing, man. Like we haven't, you know, got to Dominic, the industry's top heel. Yep, been it's saying like, it for a while now. Well, speaking of being saying it for a while, like the Judgment Day have been awesome for so long that you kind of take weeks like this for granted. But yet again. They're just one of the highlights of Raw. And yet again, because we can include WrestleMania in this, they're all over the premium live event. Mm -hmm. Like, and there could be more. Like, if you wanted to, you could have added LWO versus Finn and Dom, and and yet you might. Or even if they don't, it doesn't really matter. But they're just, they've been so integral to the programs that they've been involved with and people are being elevated. Priest has been elevated by this singles feud with Bad Bunny because it's in the Judgment Day, right? The Judgment Day have been elevated by the fact that they mixed in even ever slightly with the bloodline and clearly hung in that orbit. It's just been really great to watch the mm-hmm. progression. Rhea Ripley was a number one draft pick, and deservedly so, because her winning at WrestleMania was almost untenable as Cody. Her not winning was almost as untenable as Cody not. Mm. So, you know, or however I've mangled that, you know what I'm trying to I say. I get what you mean, And, yeah. like, these are just stars at this point. Massive, massive stars, as evidenced by the next... What, 30 seconds, 40 seconds? I mean, Tom tries to talk, just, and he just drowned out. This has happened on Smack. This isn't just, oh, okay, they're in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. 
this happens everywhere his now. participation now is to just boo this man out of the building. He can't get his lines out. Uh, just gets louder and louder. Basically, he can't wait to see Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest dominate a backlash, but you couldn't hear that. Brilliant. Uh, in ridiculous amount of heat. He tries to issue a warning to the LWO. That brings them out, or Mysterio, Vega, and Escobar, at least. Um, Ray was very glad he's not going to be on the same brand as his, as his son. Uh, if Dom thought getting whipped by a belt at WrestleMania was bad, he should be glad he didn't get beat with La, La Chance... Chancia? It's a Chancellor? Yeah, shoe in it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he puts over Vega. She's going to win the world title in Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny's going to beat Priest. Uh, and Judgment's, Judgment Day is going to get smacked up right now uh, by the LWO, who you believe, despite the fact that they lose every week. I, they are Teflon, aren't they? I feel like that. I don't know how much that opinion is shared by other people, but I certainly feel like the LWO have been made by this entire feud, mm. and I'm excited for like seeing how they build. And they actually, I do want them to start picking up wins sooner or later, but I don't think yeah. they suffered these defeats at all. Um, in amongst all this, there was a nice video package. Congratulations to Gunther on getting married. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. That yeah, Adam nice. loves love. Um, <laughs> get sent to a break in this match with Ray taking Priest out with a seated sent on off the apron, which looked great. Ray and Dom are in there. Ray beats the crap out of his own son again. Yeah, I love how fine he is with it now. <laughs> he just got he's opened that door and he can never close it again. What's great as well is that they're going to be split by the draft, so maybe. You could do another, like... Is there, like, another WrestleMania singles match in this? There's certainly a spot. There's a spot that's going to be more over than Orton and Cena was in that rumble. Yeah, exactly. If they don't meet again now until the rumble, that's going to be huge. Mm. That wouldn't make sense. Why would you have the world champion in the rumble? Good point. (laughs) Ray hits a springboard crossbody, but Ripley comes in and breaks up the cover, takes out Vega, and she's going to chuck Rey Mysterio out the ring. Oh, my God. Until uh, Vega hits a 619 to a sort of midsection. Priest comes in. He gets put in the, into the ring post, though. Ray drops him on the middle rope. Looks like he's going to hit a 619. But you're facing the wrong way. That's not how you hit a 619. But Ballard distracts the ref, and Ray gets tripped by uh, ex-con Dom. Uh, so Escobar dives and takes out uh, Dom. Ripley drop kicks uh, Escobar. Vega hits Ripley with a nice meteora on the outside. He goes for a 619 again, does Ray. But Ballard takes the bullet for uh, Damian Priest, who sufficiently recovers, grabs Ray from the outside, lifts him back in, hits him with that south of heaven choke slam and gets the one, two, three. Great stuff. This kicked ass. I love these matches. Like, I should be bored of them, but they're just, they're an agent's dream. It's like, right, how do the Judgment Day cheat and yet sacrifice themselves in a way that actually makes them quite credible? Finn Balor will take the punishment in order for punishment in order for yeah. Damian Priest to get the win. So there's a real bond between these, like, there is honour amongst these thieves, as it turns out. The interactions between Zelina Vega and Rhea Ripley in all of these matches have been fantastic. Like, you're just highlighting the positives while hiding the potential negatives. Truthfully, the negatives are, can this work as a full match? I don't know. We'll see on, on it Saturday. It will, because it's in Puerto Rico. I think so, too. Like, we'll see that for ourselves on Saturday. But they have just... Like, given the positives, given the obvious physical differences between two, the biggest possible spotlight yeah. to show you the potential magic of the pairing, I thought the match was really, really fun. And the fans are in for them. Like, all the talk before WrestleMania, when it came to WWE crowds, because the booking was good, people are hyped for Mania, but there was a lot of discussion about quiet crowds. Yeah. Where, where have they been? Like, when you see these guys coming out with this LWO Judgment Day feud, the overlap with the Bloodline and the Owens 
Sami Zayn Riddle team mm. the, the prior weeks. They're loud for these. Like, they really, really love these. Uh, Kathy Galley chats with Cody Rhodes, but he's in a suit now, so he's going to talk business. Um, she asked if Lesnar's in his head. He says he has been since the night after WrestleMania. Um, he had to win at Backlash. He has to win at Backlash, I should say, says Cody. So if he doesn't, the idea of finishing the story would cease to exist, and he'd have to go to the back of the line, and he refused to ever do that. Uh, Byron Sex Saxton then interviews Bianca Belair. It uh, doesn't matter what show she's on. She plans on representing the blue brand despite having love for Raw. Don't do the belt swap. Just give them new belts. Give them new mm. world championship, WWE championship, world heavyweight, whatever you want to call them. That's a good sure, idea. For world, God's sake. Yeah. Um, she uh, goes to move on, but then, of course, in comes Damage Guitarl, and Bailey says, you're going to feel blue <laughs> uh, after Sky beats you for the title. Um, Belair, so look, I look forward to facing her. I was excited when she debuted, um, but she's been held back by you two, and uh, you've done nothing. I want to see you step up. I want to see you shine, EO Sky, um, after I beat you at Backlash. Sky again cuts her promo in Japanese, yelling in Bianca Belair's face. And Dakota Kai goes to translate, and there was a nice spot there where Bianca says, you don't need to translate. He and I understand each other. And there's a nice stare down between the two of them. Superb. Um, I'm not convinced anymore that Io can pull the upset because of the way the draft's shaken out, nope. truthfully. Um, which is a bit of a shame, because otherwise I think you might have me on the hook for this one. I love that... You had two separate promos where people could speak in non-English and it wasn't this patronising delivery of right, mm. translate it, make it make sense, whatever. You just saw the passion and that was what counted for Yeah, we got to yeah. get with it. When did you, I know you face it, know what's going to happen. does the job. Yeah. Uh, final round of draft picks. It was uh, Teddy Long Yay! and JBL. <laughs> <laughs> Raw picks, Gable and Otis. Mm-hmm. Smackdown picks, Rick Boogs! Winding those up, man. This is great. Yeah. Uh, it's not even the best pick there in this round. No. Raw picks, Katana Chance and Caden Carter, which is good because obviously that could be awkward. They could be uh, <laughs> NXT tag champs. Well, I have a theory on this. You've got a good theory. Stick Did around you, for the NXT yeah. preview later on today for that one. And SmackDown, the Hail Mary, as uh, American football fans may call it. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to pull out right at the end to uh, to win the draft? Oh, I see. I didn't realise you could take a draft to the moon. Carry ground, baby. What a clutch pick for SmackDown. Great. Great stuff. (coughs) Um, And then subsequently find out Grayson Waller, like I say, is going to SmackDown as well. Lovely stuff. The picture of Cameron Grimes was not the picture we have seen of him recently. No, he's going to come out. He's going to move jack. The reveal of his new body is going to be pretty fun. Uh, nice uh, selfie promo from friend of the channel, Xavier Woods. Check mm-hmm. out Simon Miller chatting to him backstage at Wale Mania on the channel uh, or as a podcast right now. And then we got the main event, Seth Rollins versus Suzuka. <laughs> um, and uh, these two work really well together. Mm. Um, Sakoa takes control, going into a break, spinning heel kick. Um, but Rollins comes back immediately afterwards, just... Whole load of offense. And Suguri chops fists, forearms, clothesline, thrust kick, another clothesline, suicide dive after suicide dive after suicide dive. Uh, but Sokoa ducks the springboard knee and hits a Samoan drop for two. Rollins comes back, schoolboys in for two, hits a super kick, but Sokoa counters the uh, forearm into a great spinning solo for two. Um, 
Rollins does his cackle, so Sokoa hits him with another spinning solo um, and starts beating him up. Looks like he might get disqualified for kicking too much ass. Uh, but the DQ did come, unfortunately. Um, Sokoa goes after Rollins outside the ring. Rollins posts him, hits him with strikes. Looks like he might be on the verge of winning this. Inside the Usos, I think we were running out of time a little bit here. I think the show had been badly timed out because literally the Usos slid in. Sokoa was in a bit of danger, but it wasn't like he was about to get hit with a stomp or anything. No. It was sort of dramatic as a result. It I was thought. a great, it was yeah. the, because often they do like, oh my God, the show's going off the air and you're like, you've got two minutes left yeah. yet. What actually happened was they slide in, get DQ'd, immediately Owens, Zane and Riddle come down to make the save and they brawl for about 10 seconds whilst uh, you've got Corey yelling about this match on Saturday and then they just shut off. Hard out. But an, yeah. ex- but an exciting one. I kind of think that made the whole experience for me. Seth, and you're right, Seth and Solo had... Um, the kind of chemistry that was almost teasing for something bigger down the road. Yeah. It was one of their matches where you never really felt like... I certainly didn't, where I, I, I couldn't give myself to it wholly because I just sensed there was no finish forthcoming. Mm. And maybe, like, you would get this, or you would get a bit of an overlap, and maybe Omos might even just finally insert himself. That's into, I, I just sensed something like that would be coming. But I thought this made for, like, quite a hot finish because, mm. like... But because of timing flaws, like, you assume that maybe, was it, like, Seth singing? Was it Dominic's heat, possibly? Like, you know, the, all the sort of can't get his words out. There's delays wherever there's delays, but these shows are normally timed out quite well. Yeah. So, But I didn't mind this. I really didn't mind this. I would take a few more WWE shows ending like this. Yeah. Like, how often do we criticise the promos that linger on a wrestler's face Ugh. two seconds longer than they should do? They don't normally, they can't manufacture this, and more's the pity, because it felt quite dynamic. But yes, this all leads to backlash, and then the fallout of which, is, mm. and that's when the draft, of course, officially kicks in. Yes. So let us know your thoughts on Monday Night Raw, and your thoughts ahead of backlash, and your thoughts on the draft on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, as we've mentioned, myself... And Hamlet back a little bit later on today to look ahead to the fallout on NXT from spring break. And <laughs> um, the draft. And the draft. A devastating draft. Mm. Um, and if you haven't done so already, just like Enrique did, uh, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Review You can leave that on Apple Podcasts or like Enrique did. Leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. Uh, but for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we... We'll see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.